Hey everyone, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics. This is Tyler, and across from me is not JP. It is my lovely, beautiful, pregnant wife. Peggy. There we go. Um, <clears throat> we're having a snowstorm here in Laverne, so um, I couldn't drive over to Sioux Falls to meet up with JP. Um, we had a completely different type of episode planned, but we'll go with this. Also different today, new microphone, so it may sound a little different to you. Um, and we haven't heard how it's going to sound, so we're just going to wing it. Um, you may sound a little more echoey. We're in our kitchen. Uh, so this is kind of fun, Peggy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah a little we're, bit. <laughs> we're just sitting at our kitchen table, uh, shooting the breeze. I got to say, this may be a different kind of episode, because I don't have JP across from me um, telling the sick jokes. I mean, he's really good at... Um, being a yes man or you know yes and kind of guy he can go with the flow whatever i say yeah i'm sorry there aren't going to be any sick jokes coming from me today so <laughs> except for um you're you're not feeling so well are you yeah it'll be okay that was my popkin so again i sincerely apologize if you hear dogs their nails on our hard floor or maybe um our kids coming down from upstairs they like to make a lot of noise so I kind of had a last-minute change in plans, like I said. So we're only going to cover a couple books. We'll try and keep it cool for you guys. Um, I don't know. Peggy is not a regular comic book reader, especially the type of comic books that um, John and I tend to read. So let's start with Deathbed, Peggy. Yeah. What, yeah. what did you think of Deathbed right off the bat? Did you like it? Uh, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. I liked if you guys remember from the one other podcast I was on, I kind of like the sci-fi stuff anyway, so it's not too big of a stretch. Right. Um, it was pretty cool, though. I mean, the guy is a little crazy in there, but we'll get to that, I'm sure. But, yeah. Right. Um, so, right off the bat, we, get, we see the main character um, carrying, I think it's his, his newborn child, out of a shack kind of thing. Surrounded by zombies. Surrounded by zombie-looking creatures. Um, saying, my Antonio, the world will know your story. You will be the greatest man to ever live. And we turn the page, and he says, or die trying. <clears throat> it's on this page that we see that he's in a swamp area. He's got a little shack. Um, lots of very odd creatures, zombie-like creatures. There's one that looks look kind of like a pterodactyl. Yeah, they're all very strange. and Yeah. I don't... Uh, very next scene, we go over to Valentine Richards. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. She, what do you think she, of her? She's definitely had a very interesting life, to say the least. Um, her greatest accomplishment was in like fourth grade creative writing thing that she won, and now yep. she's like, I don't know, twenty five or thirty, and that's still her greatest accomplishment in life. I'm like, really? Because that seems pretty pretty low on what I would think. And there go our dogs. Uh, they must have seen something out the window. Every time a car drives past, they get crazy. So we're just going to talk through them. What do you think of this uh, frame of, of her? I mean, this really just says down and out, doesn't it? Yeah, she's sitting on the toilet actually talking to, must be her boss of some sort, and... 
I don't know. I wouldn't even answer the phone on the toilet personally, so seeing her just sitting there talking and having a conversation is just weird. You're right, though. She I mean, she looks just yuck. I mean, she yeah. her panties are around her ankles. She's yeah. sitting on the toilet smoking a cigarette. Um, she's kind of leaning forward, so she's in a tank top, so half her bra's hanging out. Yeah, she um, looks bad. Right. So her boss is calling her. Um, and you know, it's funny because he's got these little pictures all around it. So you, you can see a vibrator, a used condom. I mean, I think this is just kind of showing the story of her life. Yeah, that she's just had a really crappy life, I think. You know, she's tried different things. Here's a little yoga pose. Mm -hmm. um, here's some yucky pizza, and there's the same pizza. So I think she just eats pizza all the time and goes to parties, a lot of uh, drinking glasses. Her boss, we think it's her boss, um, he calls her Vals, I assume that's short for uh, Valentine, uh, says that Antonio Luna wants Val to write his memoir. And he sent, to her, to her boss, sent a falcon. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that crashed through his office window and dropped a gold brick yeah. on his desk. So... I don't know about you, but I've never got paid in gold. No, me me either. And definitely not with a falcon dropping it off. Do you remember those gold coins that they tried to do? Those gold dollar coins? Oh, yep. They didn't really take off? No. I had a few of those, but I've never gotten a gold brick. No, you know? that's crazy. Um, so her first um, reaction is no. She says she's busy. She doesn't. She's working on her novel, and she doesn't want to write his this guy's memoir. Um because she just like, doesn't want to ghostwrite other stories. Because be one, as a ghostwriter, you rarely get the credit yeah. you deserve. Well, and then he kind of insinuates that she's going to get canned if she doesn't do it. So, yeah, she kind of changes her mind. Yeah. So she does. She goes to the creepy old house yep. on a day that it's raining. Of course. I like what she says when she gets there. She goes, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> and she goes, of course it is. Yeah, of course. Um, she goes, she hesitated right there. Um... She looks much more put together. Her hair is done. Yeah. She, she looks like she's taking this seriously. Yeah, exactly. At least. Um, so she rings the door. Door creaks open. And it's obvious that the butler and maid don't really like her. Um, Probably anybody for that matter. <laughs> right. Um, so she heads upstairs to check with the uh, check in with the guy she's supposed to write the memoir with. Yep. And... As she's going to his study, she sees all these giant, um, I assume they're paintings, yeah, maybe photographs. I can't imagine they could, well, I guess it's a comic book. They could blow photographs up that big, but Of him conquering huge. all these beasts, some of them not real, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like his whole life, to me, the right off the bat, I got the impression that he's been making up his life to impress people that it's you know these giant stories about him yeah may or may not have happened yeah and there's all these weird things like lurking around I, I think they're meant to be out of her eye shot or whatever but it's got all the creepy guys like zombie guys creeping around the edges right I don't know I I don't know what to make of them I don't know if that is just the artist kind of decorating the page with um, this, these kind of creep things or if they are really there. See, I was thinking at first that they were that, but as we get farther into it, 
It's like, I think they were there. They're just out, like I said, so that they can't see them, but they're lurking around this guy. Right. So I, at first I thought it was decoration too, but as we get a couple more pages in, it, it kind of changed for me. Like, I think they're actually there and they're just waiting for their chance to pounce on the guy. So I don't know if uh, listeners can hear that weird noise in the background. That is my dog, Chloe, finally eating her breakfast. Uh, oh. So she likes to wait till yeah, the most for... inappropriate time. Yes, of course. Uh, as soon as she got into the room of, it looks like a dying man, she finally gets to meet this Mr. Luna. And um, he acts like he's super excited to meet her. And then he yells at the doctors and nurses and maids that are surrounding him and yells at them to get out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Val tells her that she doesn't, that she mostly writes, ghost writes autobiographies, but she wants to, and her first question she asks him is, where did you make your fortune? And he... He, like, won't answer. He won't answer her. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and she says, uh, well, actually, it was him that said, all the writers I've known had such dull and boring lives along with the horror, along with being horrible writers. Yeah. Um, so then he answers, so what do you know? And she answers, why do you want to write your book now? Yeah. You know? And he answers, because my greatest uh, story is the greatest of all time. And it must be told. So that's a pretty big... Um, Announcement. Announcement, yeah. At that exact moment, uh, thunder goes. You can see the lightning across the sky. And as the lightning goes, we see more creatures yeah, from the outside around. of the bedroom. And one of them is very close to the end of the bed. Um, and he says, so they don't really know that they're there yet. I think he knows. I think he does. I don't think she does. Um, but he confesses that he is happy. He's lived his life on his terms. But he's saying there's enemies that still want to kill him so he wants to get his story out before he's gone um, because he's dying in bed but then he says can I tell you a secret and um, right as um, the creatures in the shadows are going to attack he bursts out of bed with a kind of a Batman like utility, utility belt on and that's the only thing he has on he's got <laughs> knives hanging from it a giant um, uh, assault rifle um it's just awesome. And he slaughters all of these creatures, creatures that are and coming around blood him. splatters on him on 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 uh, on him and on, on her Valentine. Val, yeah. Valentine. And it's just crazy. And all the while, full frontal nudity. Yeah, and that was I, the first thing you said to me oh after you wrote gosh. it. You said you didn't warn me that there was penis in this book. Yeah. I turned the page and I'm like, oh, there it is. But here's the thing. There's there's titties for guys in like nine tenths of the comic book, so That's it's very true. So don't you want a little bit back for the ladies? Yeah, but titties are very pretty. Penises are not. Sorry guys, but But there are some women that find them attractive. There are. But you're not one of them. Eh. So <laughs> what does that mean for me? Uh anyway. Um so he gets done uh killing them all. And he set this whole bizarre thing up that he was dying because he's been bored. Yeah, and he wanted to get all of his enemies 
all gathered all together so he could kill them all. And he probably still doesn't have them all gone, but he wants... He had a lot of them in that one. Right. So then he puts on this weird costume, I like know, he's a superhero. It, yeah, it's very strange. Um, so he puts on this weird costume, and um, then comes this voice, and it says, you know, in this weird script, your demise was not our goal, Luna. And it's one of the dying monster-type creatures. Um, he says, we came to deliver a message. As a punishment for your many sins, all your friends, lovers, and family members... Every single person you ever knew in your long life will die. Even now, as you grandstand, their lives are being cut tragically short. By the time we're done, we will have stolen your story. There will be no one left to tell your... And then... Uh, and then he... Like, um, he shoots, shoots him, in the, him face, in the face, and his yeah. face explodes. And, and Val goes, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, she's like, forget it, I'm done. Yeah, but... Um, you know, he keeps trying to persuade her to do it, um, giving her lots of reasons why. And then by the end, she says, I'm in. Um, so, again, we didn't see the... Because ch- that was him at the beginning, don't you think? I think that was him as a baby at the beginning. And I think that was his dad holding him. Because the, the, the names match. That's what I was going by. I actually flipped back to make sure that I wasn't losing my mind. Antonio. Antonio is the guy's name, too. Oh, So yeah. I think the baby is now is the him. old man that we're looking at. So it's almost like he's kind of a retired uh, superhero. Not really a superhero. Yeah. Um, just a Indiana Jones kind of guy. Yeah, and the girly part in me is going to come out here. He kind of reminds me of the guys from Supernatural where they're fighting all of these things that go bump in the night, but yeah. nobody knows about it except yeah. for the person that week that they're helping. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, what it reminded me of. And yes, I watched Supernatural. I'm sorry, but... You know, uh, that's good. okay. Uh, John admitted that he watches Jersey Shore. So, oh, or he that's, watched that's it. way worse. I know. I, I gave him a hard time because that. he knew, and I brought up the fact that one of the guys from Jersey Shore was on the Great Food Truck Race. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, was it? And then he gave a specific oh, name. Oh, my gosh. And he was right. It was that guy. I can't remember it now. <laughs> I but, can't remember his name either, but... Um, oh, John. I, just, I thought that was just the most... The funniest thing I had, I had heard from John in a long time. <laughs> he does not strike me as the Jersey Shore type. No. Uh, just... John is all about horror movies, you know, horror movies, dark, twisted, sci-fi stuff. And Jersey Shore. <laughs> and Jersey Shore. So um, get out there. This is this is a new Vertigo, Vertigo title. Um, if you have been under a rock, Vertigo, um, stop printing for a while. As you know, Vertigo is uh, one of DC's smaller companies yeah. and so uh vertigo puts all the weird stuff out that doesn't fit into, into the, the dc, the DC superman world um so new uh new number one from vertigo called deathbed written by joshua joshua williamson riley rosmo ivan placentia that's a horrible last that name is, that is unfortunate i think ivan should um maybe think about a pseudonym um what, so overall, would you smash it going in the trash, or would you grab it to put in your collection? I don't think I'd smash that one. It's it's pretty good. It's a little weird, and like I said, the penis thing just threw me, but that's okay. It's just me. So I think it's gonna be a good. I think it's gonna be a good series. Yeah, I think it these has two. Potential, that's she's for sure. gonna be drug along on all these adventures, yeah, documenting I, documenting what he does. And I feel like she is gonna end up in getting in some crap, and he's gonna have to save her in order to keep his story going. And right. Yeah, that that poor girl. 
I, I just don't know. Okay, deathbed, yes, I get it. He was on his deathbed, but it was a fake. He was Yeah, lying. it was fake, so it doesn't really make uh, sense. But he did say that he's been dying since the day he was born, which technically we all have we all been. Are. So yeah, maybe so that's where the title is. I hate that when people more. say that I've been dying since the day I was born. You know. Yeah. It's just such a cliche. So when when he said that, I was like, Ugh, give me a break. But I think <laughs> but I think he meant it in a more literal sense. Yeah. Like because there were monsters there on the day he was born. Like so he's Technically. Like he's on a shorter clock than the rest of us. Yeah. But by the end of the book, I mean, he was elderly. I mean, yeah, he was I'd probably as say old as his dad 60, or older. When, yeah. Definitely older because the guy at the beginning of the book had like a yellowish beard. Yeah. And he has white hair and yeah, white beard. That's true. Oh, so what's the other book I made you read this week? Uh, <laughs> Punk's Not Dead. Uh, I thought this was great. Um, I'm a huge punk fan. So uh, if you go out there, Listen to the Sex Pistols before you read this book if you haven't already. Um, Black Crown, Punk's Not Dead. John and I kind of covered when we heard that this was coming out. Um, we talked about our love of the Sex Pistols. And um, so we both talked about how Sid Vicious was definitely the showman of the group. Um, he was a terrible musician. He was, he, had, he was no kind of musician at all. He was just a showman. He was just the pretty boy. No, not even not pretty. Not even. <laughs> he was not even pretty. He was just the the badass. He um he was in a fight with his girlfriend. Peggy, I know you might not know this, but no. he, he was in a fight with his girlfriend and he accident I think he accidentally stabbed her. Oh, well that's a wonderful She died. Guy. She died. And <sighs> then you know, then he killed himself. Um so I don't I don't think that and he killed himself days later it wasn't right there at the scene oh okay and um so he was awaiting trial for murder i mean some people think he brutally murdered murder. but you know she was stabbed in the stomach and bled out um i don't know there were two heroin addicts that probably got in an argument over something stupid and yeah sid and nancy when you're high. sid and nancy the movie is amazing um gary oldman plays sid um i might actually rewatch it Anyway, back to the comic book. This is an IDW um, comic um, put out by their subsidiary, Black Crown, um, called Punk's Not Dead. Uh, I'm looking for the writer's first name, Greg Goldstein. No, that's not right. Um, anyway, on the cover, it just says Barnett, Simmons, Bidikar. Um, so what this is is a story about a kid who hears voices in his head. Yeah. Um, he's hearing this voice of telling him what to do, how to do it. And he can also see the guy. Yeah, he's the only one, he says. He's the he's... only one who can see the guy. And the dead guy that he can see is Sid Vicious. Yeah. Um, and so he's about to fight the guy. I... Fight fight this other guy uh, at school. Yeah, this other guy at school. And he gets knocked down. He gets kicked. And then Sid says to him, he said, you should kick him in the balls. And then Sid kicks him in the ball, so it looks like the kid didn't even do anything. Yeah. So this story gets spread that this kid knocked him down, but they couldn't then even see what he did. did, yeah. Um, so that was kind of a... Opening page thing. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Um, so we jump to this thing where... Um, it looks like his mom made him go on a show like Maury Povich. Yeah. This is a, <laughs> this is a talk show. This is a daytime oh, talk show. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. Where... Um, what's it called? Johnny Kale. Yeah. Um, and the so subject funny. of that day is when kids go bad. Um, and I guess I didn't really see how bad he was. The, the show, 
I think I would have liked it better if we could see ahead of this show some of the things he did. All we saw was one fight that he Yeah, ran. we just saw the one fight, and uh, all of a sudden he's on Maury, or not Maury, but a show like it. Yeah, you know, and um, so they're talking about his, the kid, and it's the talk show host saying, and every other day he was brought home by the police. He refused to lift so much as a finger of his lazy body around the house, and... And had started not only using and selling soft drugs, but kept a stash of gay porn under his bed. Yeah. I'm sure that's what every teenage boy wants aired on probably national television. (laughs) Right. So then they bring out his mom, and they want her to tell the story. So shortly after that, then they bring out the kid who does not want to be there. No. And um, he answers with just a couple one-word answers. And they ask him, what's the problem? Why do you act like this? And he says, I miss my dad. And the host basically wraps it up going, boys need fathers, but he's not around. You have to man up. Yep. What do you want to say? And the kid goes, sorry, mom. I love you. Or sorry, mom. They're, yeah, this is uh, British. This is British, right? Because that's where the sex pistols were. And, um, and then uh, the mom whispers to him, you went off script. <laughs> uh, because I think it was supposed to be where he argues with her. Yeah, I think so too. But, but he really feels... He just- but he feels yeah. bad, you yeah. know. Um, so what that tells me is that his mom brought him on the show because he really is a bad kid. But there was also a script to it, so he was supposed to play up the bad kid. Yeah. Um, but instead he apologized while there. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the, the show jumps to the home of the uh, British Prime Minister. And then there's this lady there, uh, Dorothy Culpepper. Um, she's with, uh, the yeah, MI5. So are you familiar with MI5? No, I just read what it said. It was the Department of Unusual something yep. or the other. De- she's with the Department of Unusual, um. Yeah, it says it in there somewhere. Yeah. But. Okay. So MI5 is like, kind of like our CIA. Yeah. Real covert operations. Um, James Bond would have been, you know, uh, yeah. MI5. So she's she's a member of their of that um, um, portion of their government, and um, she goes in and gets weird things. <laughs> yeah, she gets all the weird stuff. She takes care of all the weird stuff. Again, kind of relating back to um, supernatural, like you were saying. Yeah. She's kind of a you know Scully character from X Files. Yeah. Um, she she handles the weird stuff. Um, Fringe division. Yeah, <laughs> you know she. Gets a hold of this weird thing called a slur. Yeah, it just looks like it's some weird little animal that I don't even know. Doesn't what it look the like a kind of a mutated is. rat? About kind of, but yeah, way bigger and it's purple. And yeah, I'm not really sure. She said it's attracted to loud music or something too, and it's like well, that seems right. weird. Now you notice these symbols in the background. It looks like the Captain America shield. Yep. Where it's a blue circle on the outside white circle inside, and then a solid red circle in the middle. And we, her, she's got earrings on that match that, and then later um, she's also got a shirt on that um, looks like that as well. Yeah. And then it jumps back. Like you were saying, See, you, you this, found it hard because it kept jumping yeah, all over the place. Yeah, it just jumps. Like it went from the TV show to this lady, and now it's going to jump back over there's the lady and the kid from the show are in the airport. It just jumps too much, and there's not enough, 
I don't feel in between to get the story really going for anybody. Right. But that's my opinion. So it jumps back to the airport, Heathrow Airport. Um, and there is a tabloid called uh, Take, I can't read Take. the other, Take My Life. Yeah. Um, and they are on the cover, the mom and son yeah. from that talk show that they were on. Yep. And the um, kid uh, was looking at it, and he sets it aside as his mom comes uh, up to him, and she hands him a copy of Dante's Inferno. Um, so, I don't know. Dante's Inferno is a book that gives us our modern-day um, visual um, visual cues about what hell would look like. Yeah. Um, Dante's Inferno is a really great book, but she hands him Dante's Inferno and says it's one of his father's half or one of his father's favorite, favorite books. Yeah. Then she says, I'll be back in half an hour. She's going to go sneak in somewhere and take a shower. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then the son says, try not to get thrown out for stealing all the shampoo bottles. <laughs> and isn't that the same page, too, that she's like, don't call me mom in the airport. There yeah. could be single men right. around, and I don't want them to hear you say that. I'm yeah. like, well, they're going to figure it out eventually. This just, yeah, that's just, I don't know, kind of a trashy mom. Yeah. vibe to her you know we didn't get that uh, earlier but now we're kind of getting getting a sense that she and, wants to meet men but does not want the men right away to know she's got a teenage son and i feel like i don't know if they get paid to go on maury povich or that other talk show but i'm pretty sure they get paid to be in that magazine i think she's just dragging him around i don't think that he's really as bad as no she's making him out to be just because she wants to get money for them being yeah. on the TV show or them being in the magazine. Yeah, so, I mean, she mentioned like, that earlier. She goes, you went off script. Yeah. Meaning he was supposed to play it up more. That yeah, he was, he was so, more of a bad kid. So maybe get a bigger paycheck if he was acting out more on the TV or something. I don't know. Yeah, she definitely seems sleazy. Yeah. Um, so he's taking a, he's taking a shit uh, on the next page in the airport. And at that time, he hears Sid's voice. Um. And he comes out of the stall, and he sees Sid standing there talking to another guy at the urinal. Yeah. Um, basically making a comment on his dick, and he goes, "Dear oh dear, what a fucking dullard! And you ain't and you ain't half got a little tiddler." So, <laughs> I'm not familiar with British slang, but I'm thinking no. in my head that 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 he's saying he's got a small dick. I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah. Right. That's the gist that I got anyway. Yeah. Um. And then the guy leaves, and he goes, didn't even wash his hands, the dirty rotter. <laughs> and the kid, he's just, this kid is just weirded out, because he goes, he comes in through, he walks in through the wall, and he goes out the door with him. And so he thinks he's hallucinating. Yeah, because he's literally going, coming in the wall, and you can see him, like, half of him's through the wall, and half of him's not. Yeah, so. and he, so the kid's washing his face, and he's just going, holy shit, holy shit, holy yeah. shit. And then... Um, Sid comes walking through the wall after him and he goes, uh, foul mouth, little snut nosed brat. Uh, and, um, so I don't understand this. This seems to be the first time that, bless you. Sorry about that. This seems to be the first time that this kid can see Sid. Well, he can see him before he just didn't say anything. And then Sid left. So now he's coming back in and commenting on the kid. But, they say in a couple pages that Sid can't leave the airport, that he's stuck at the airport. Yeah, so he's just wandering So I don't around. understand those first couple pages where he's helping the kid out with this fight. 
Oh, that's because it's in the future. It does that whole skipping around thing that I hate. That fight is actually in the future. Because it comes back to it at the end. Again, uh, John and I talk about this too. It drives me nuts too. We could really use some... Because um, we go back to that fight eventually at yes. the end. Oh, here we go. So we, after the fight, then we see this thing that says yesterday. Yeah. Okay. I, I just don't understand that. And then at this is another thing that I don't get. It says yesterday and it's at a prison. Okay, we're jumping back, people, to the first page. Um his it's dad prison. is yeah his dad is in prison and he's like he can never see him yeah. he's like that big of a national threat and he kind of teases that maybe he's in an underwater prison because he's that big of a threat to public safety yeah, they or got something this, there's just one frame of this underwater yeah, I think habitat he's kidding thing. this because there's only like one frame of it but yeah. he could be serious who knows i mean yeah and he goes, it might even be an undersea prison. Yeah. Um, okay, back to what we were talking about, airport bathroom. Yeah. Sid is, like, freaked out. He goes, yeah. you can see me? And the kid's like, of course. You yeah. Know? And he goes, no one's ever been able to see me for 40 years. Yeah, so Sid's like, holy crap, I can actually talk to somebody because I'm sure wandering around the airport, you making funny comments on everybody is pretty boring after 40 years of doing it. Yeah. Um, the, the kid just thinks, doesn't think he's seeing a ghost. He just no. goes, weirdo, I only want to know how you did that trick, walking through the wall walking thing. Walking through the wall, yeah. And Sid's like, hey, hey, don't go, don't go. And then he proves that no one else can see him by taking his pants off. Yeah, he's mooning the kid and the other two people that happen to be sitting by him in the airport, but the other two people can't see him. Yeah. Otherwise, the, that old lady sitting next to him would definitely be freaking out if he could But then, she could but see then the that. kid is talking to him, and so the old lady next to him... Thinks the kid's weird. ...who can't hear Sid, thinks yeah. the kid's talking to himself. Yeah. The kid asks, is this some kind of prank, uh, like on YouTube? And Sid answers, what, like Candid Camera? Uh, which is, you <laughs> which know... was from way, eons ago. Way yeah. back, you know. I'm kind of surprised that was even on in 79. Yeah. So so then they show this funny thing of Sid's mom... Yeah. ...carrying him in an... How, how he got stuck in the airport. ...carrying him in an urn, and then she tripped, dropped the urn, and, it, and then all of the dust goes into the air conditioning. Yeah. And gets blown all over the place. And that's how he got stuck in the airport. So he's stuck there. Um... Sid's mom comes up. And she's blonde now. She's a brunette on the show, but now she's blonde. Yeah. So she took the wig off. <laughs> yep. Um, so it's pretty cool. They get on the plane, and he thinks he's leaving Sid behind. Th- Sid thinks that he's getting left behind, and he's kind of sad, you know, yeah. um, because he finally met someone that can see him. <laughs> Told him to come back anytime. She'll still be there. <laughs> yep. Uh, then we jump over again to the headquarters of MI5. Um, they're kind of telling a little backstory about Dol- Dorothy Culpepper, um, saying that she's been with them for quite some time. Her work is necessary secret, necessarily secret, but yes, you would have been due to a briefing about um, the D4. And I don't even know how to pronounce it the way they have it. No. It's a D, small F. Yeah, it's very weird, but they just say to say D4, so Yeah, because it's know. a D and then four more yeah. letters. Um but you have to have high clearance to know what that's all about. And um, their next target is this, um, I don't know what you would call him, but a, a guy that they need to go after, this operative. So I'm not really understanding how this all fits together. This, I'm not this MI5 either. 
Sid Vicious Sid and, and then the this kid. kid. How? Why does this kid fit into it? Why can he see Sid Vicious? And what does the uh, yeah. the secret government agency have to do, do with, with any, any of it? Yeah. Um, yep. So then we jump over to these two men talking, um, and basically he's looking for. Um, Okay, one of the men is looking for the entrance, right? For the D4 place. For the D4 place. And, find, you know, they're talking on the phone, these two guys, on what I assume is be like a FaceTime call or a Skype, something like that. Yeah. Um, isn't that what you... Are you getting that too? Cause he's I got, don't know. Either the, the guy in the suit walking, trying to find the door, he's got his phone out. Yeah, that's true. And then they jump to this small picture of another guy with a you know, short little beard. Yeah. And then, so that makes me they're think they're, they're on the phone. And forth. So finally, he finds the door, and you notice the door. It was six 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 six. Yeah, I did notice that. Okay, uh, jump back to the plane ride now. I know. See, and, this is what it just. And we hear, crazy. we hear, or uh, the kid hears, and he turns around, and Sid is hanging upside down, upside down, hanging uh, at on the airplane with him, and basically just kind of finding out that. Um, um, he's, he can go with the kid. Yeah, you know? he somehow connected he can to leave the kid the now instead of he's the attached. airport. Yep. So kind of makes you think that he's been um, waiting for the kid. Almost. Yeah. Now this is where they're at the airport and the... Oh, I think they're at home. Oh, they're um, yeah, you're right. They're back at their apartment and the mom is saying, we need to get to bed early. You've got school tomorrow. All the while, um, Sid is going through her music her, collection. Yeah. And, and he likes it. So. And as you can see, and, you know, <laughs> this is a Soundgarden CD. This one's a Stone Temple Pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom says goodnight, and she goes off to her bed. And now he's looking through her records. She's got The Clash. And Sid's like, whoa, she's got some punk stuff, The Clash. And, um, yeah, so he's uh, got a Ramones album in the next one. I've just been waiting for a Sex Pistols album. That'd be funny if that he had found one. That would be pretty cool. Um, Okay, so he's just talking. Uh, they're just having a conversation that he's been stuck in the same place for 40 years. Then it jumps back to MI15, um, where we see Dorothy Culpepper again. And she's meeting with the guy that we saw that couldn't find the door to get in. Yeah, so I think that's at the D4 office where she is actually at. Because these little blurp things on the sides, yeah. they're her filing her report on that fluffy thing or yep. that thing that she caught. The flirt, the f- whatever. Flu- yeah. Anyway. The um, monster thing. She goes, I doubt anyone will read this, but I got to write this. Um, and he comes in and he goes, uh, is that a pentagram? And then she goes, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's up on the wall behind her. Yep. Which I couldn't see at first, but then Tyler showed me where it was at. Yeah, so she's, like, got, what? she's got skulls uh, as paperweights all over yeah. her office. But she's not dressed creepy. She's not dressed no. in black. She's not. She's, looks like she's a lady at work. So. Yeah, she's got a business type attire on. And I think he is there to help her now too. But she doesn't need help because when wanting she's her. talking on the phone with her boss, saying her boss is telling her that he's coming, and she's like, "Well, unsend him then." But he had walked in. Yeah, the door I don't already. need some wet behind the ears uh, child cluttering up the place. I can't think why you would even consider it. Um, so She's pretty old. We jump to the last page, and it takes us back to the fight. Yep. Okay, now I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you now. So it takes us back to the fight. So Sid, Sid's with the kid at school. Yeah. Falls on the ground. The kid's, uh, have you had enough, you know? The, and he is a way bigger kid than the kid, that, the guy do that we he's even fighting. Know, do we know the main character's name? I don't think so. 
he calls him Fergie here. Oh yeah, we did learn that in a back. And then, well, Sid calls him Fergie, yeah. but then you think Gaylord's his last name because then the bully calls him Gaylord. Uh, that could just be a derogatory thing too, because yeah. he could just be—he's a bully. He yeah. could be pulling anything out of it. Well, the guy makes a comment. I bet your slut of a mom would put up a better fight than you. Yeah. Um, really so this is where he gets pissed off, and, and he's thinking. I think he's just thinking really hard about what he wants to do. He doesn't do anything, and, and the guy just ends up on the ground being kicked in the nuts. So I initially thought that Sid kicked him in the nuts. But I, I think it's just his mind power. I think that's there's these weird little birds drawn all right. over the place, too. I'm thinking that he's got something kind of special power thing, which is how he's able to see Sid, too. Yeah. But I think that magic thing is what actually took out the bully. Right, and then what's weird about the birds? They're white birds, they no features. So they're just no. they're just white silhouettes. But then around them are these cutout backgrounds. They look like early South Park episodes, where uh, it's definitely yeah. like, um, like paper cutout. Yeah, around it. geometric shapes that it's kind so of resemble weird. the birds. That the white it's hard to describe, but the white silhouette of the bird is on top of these shapes, and they're dark blue. Is what the shapes I'd are. I'd like to know how yeah. the artist came up with this idea because I think it's really cool. And basically, the the birds are coming down and roosting on uh, the bully. Yeah. Um, so then it's a cutscene back to the apartment, and they're kind of gloating over it. Sid goes, and he went down like a sack of shit, hardcore. And the kid goes. Um, but I didn't. Do I have anything. no idea what happened to him. I didn't yeah. touch him. Yeah. I looked pretty cool in front of the top uh, girls, though. Yeah. Um, and then he's kind of worried. You know, there'll be hell to pay at school tomorrow. And then we jump back to the report that the um, lady, the MI5 Dorothy Culpepper was writing. Yeah. And she signs it at the end with an anarchy sign. Yeah, which is strange. I'm or like, anarchy okay. symbol, I should say. Yeah. And that is the end of the issue. Um, what do you think? The jumping around thing is what got me. I hate it when stuff does that. Right. You even know that from watching TV shows with me. If we go back in time on a TV show, it drives me nuts because mm -hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with what we're going on most of the time. So right. if it would jump around but have like, like there's some of them, they jump like one page is this, the next page is this. And it's like, you need more, I think, if you're going to jump around that much. Right. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Sid and Fergie or whatever his name is end up like how the next day of school goes and stuff. But well, know. let me ask you this: I if the, when the next issue, because I'm the comic book collector in our house, um, if I pick up issue two, do you think you'd read it? I don't know. I'd make you read it first, and then you can find out if it jumps around a lot again or not. And Probably then... will, because I think we're going to get a backstory about his dad. Um, yeah. in prison. I also think we're going to find out um, more about the MI5 connection. I, I think yeah, that has to do right with his now, dad. Yeah, right now it has absolutely zero to do with them from what we saw in this issue anyway. So tying that in somehow would definitely help the book a lot. I because think I'm like, gonna, why yeah. do we care? I'm on the border, actually, if I like it or not. I love it that there's a punk rock comic book out there. I love um, the Sex Pistols. I love... The Clash and Ramones and yeah, all see, these I bands they brought up. Really 
listen to any of that stuff. So. Uh, go over to our record collection, honey, and they're in there. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I'm on the fence whether I liked it or not. I really, I really liked the um, Sid and the Fergie stuff. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, that was okay, especially when, you know, at first he was, like, freaking out. I was like, how did you go through the wall? That was pretty funny, but... Yeah, and what spurred it that when he was on the toilet at the airport, why was that the moment that all of a sudden he could see Sid? Because he was at the airport? I think that's just the first time that Sid was there. And yeah, well, yeah, because he's stuck at the airport, and then that was just the first chance they had crossed paths, I yeah. guess, at the airport. You're right. So I think he could see him anywhere in the airport. It's just That just happened to be where they crossed paths at. So. Okay, yeah, and the guy is making... Yeah, that makes sense, because Sid was just in there making rude jokes about the guy taking a piss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so. then as soon as uh, Fergie comes off the stall, comes out of the stall, then he sees him, you know. Yeah, and he says something, I don't remember and what the it And the guy, is. Sid's like, holy shit, you could see me. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I'm just kind of like, eh, is this, a, is this a good story? Is this a good trope? I mean, it's a, obviously, it's historical fiction. Um... You know, Sid Vicious has been dead for, like he said, 40 years. And so why have a fictional story about him in present time? Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone care? Probably. Well, I me, didn't even know who he was until you told me. And that was like the only thing you told me before I started reading it. That he was in the Sex Pistols. I'm like, well, all right. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I would say for you, since you actually like the Sex Pistols and all the other bands that you referenced, maybe buy the second issue. Yeah. Give it a chance. Give her a whirl. If it doesn't solve all of the... Answer all the questions that you want it to answer, then maybe just stay with two. <laughs> yeah. I'm eager to hear what John has to say about it because he's the one who... Uh, he, he actually pulled it off the shelf for me, and when I got to... Um, our local comic book store, um, he was there and he said, here, here's your comics for the week. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> that's, nice. That's kind of nice because if he's going to pick out what I should read, you know, I don't really have to think about it too much. Yeah. Because um, I, I buy my regulars, regular stuff that I continuously read and he always grabs the new stuff for me. Uh, he seems to have his pulse on yeah, what's cool Yeah, he definitely knows new. what looks like it's going to be cool anyway. Yeah, so I kind of, um, I don't know, I should... I should get more boned up on that kind of stuff so I don't sound like the guy who doesn't know what's going on. Hmm. Um, anyway, um, thanks for doing the show with me, Peggy. Hey, no problem. Did you have fun? Yeah, they were definitely a couple interesting comic books. I'm kind of glad you didn't make me read all of them for the show today. That would be bad because well, I'd probably still be reading. <laughs> well, normally I pick up a lot more, and this week I did pick up more, but they were... A um, couple series that were further along in the story. These were the only two number ones that I had so that you could jump right on and not be confused about any backstory. The only thing I had to give you a heads up on is who Sid Vicious was. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, the other ones, I wanted to have you read them because I liked those better. Um, some of the other ones, if I was doing this episode with John, I would have made a different comic book my kind of pick for the week. I don't, um, but as it is, um, I think these two were bizarre. Both of them very they were weird. Definitely weird. <laughs> yeah, they fit great with this show. 
Um, so, yeah, this is uh, Smash and Grab Comic Books, uh, or Smash and Grab Comics, episode 31, I think. Uh, last week kind of being a disaster of a show where I lost the episode and then had to do yeah. a quick uh, I'm sorry apology thing. Yeah. And then, um, so... I wanted to make sure we got one out. We're in the middle of a snowstorm right now, like I said, so I couldn't drive. Uh, John and I live about 30 miles apart, yeah. and we usually meet up on Saturday nights. But uh, this week, uh, snowstorm tonight, it's Saturday, and um, it just really wasn't going to work out. So next time we get together, though, um, him and I are actually doing an interview with a comic book um, uh, illustrator. illustrator. Um, if you've listened to our episodes in the past... Um, he's the illustrator for Alien Toilet Monster, um, Toilet Monsters. Him and John have been chatting, and um, yeah, you know, if we've listened in the past, you know, John and I have made some remarks about what we thought about the comic book, and he'd like to come on and just kind of um, clear up some of the things that we thought about it, and um, yeah, and we'd we'd love to talk with him. So that interview will probably be next week, but. Hopefully no snowstorm next week. So. I know, I know. Um, we got to get through winter. This is getting bad. Yeah, if you uh, if you know anything about Minnesota, uh, where I live, it's, you know, we have two seasons. And I know this is an old joke, but, you know, we have two seasons. Winter's coming and winter's here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. For, Nick, or for uh, Smash and Grab Comics, this is Tyler along with my beautiful wife. Peggy. Da-da-da. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. Later.